This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, I have a extremely full show for you guys today. Lots of fun stuff to talk about. Lots of things going on in the automotive world. And, uh, of course, we're now hearing that uh, Los Angeles, or I should say California, the first thing out of the gate we have to mention is California talking about making it to where you cannot buy an internal combustion engine for a vehicle or a vehicle that has one. They want you to buy electric cars by 2035, I guess. Anyway, it's all over the news and all this. And I don't know. I think it's complete insanity. But let's just put that aside. We'll put that. I think Brian Moody or somebody will talk about that later on in the show. But right now, let me bring on my good friend, Ed Justice Jr., previously of Road and Track Speed Radio. I did Car and Driver. He did Road and Track. And uh, here we are now just uh, doing the drive, having fun. How you doing, Ed? I'm doing great. And boy, I, that uh, California car news. Yeah. Of course, hey, you know what? Uh, what politician doesn't love to get their name in headlines, not only across the U.S., but around the world? And they'll say anything yeah. to do that. <laughs> and right. whether it's legal, whether it'll be shot down in the courts. Yep. You know, the EPA was just basically shot down recently for years of overstepping what they legally could do based on our Constitution. So we'll see how this thing plays out. Exactly. I mean, I... I think it's lunacy, but anyway, yes, let's let's put that on the side burner. You and I did not see each other in Monterey, <laughs> which is just, it's hilarious, you know? I was hoping to run into you and Susan and Courtney and be able to go to dinner with you, but I understand if money's tight, I would have bought, I swear. But <laughs> Well, you know what, Alan, that's the big difference between Pebble Beach and the Amelia Island Concours that everybody always makes the comparison. Pebble Beach, it's spread out over multiple cities on the Monterey Peninsula, and you might be at one end of that area, and I could be at another end, and then literally we could pass each other on the highway or the road or whatever as I'm going to the area you just were in, right. and you're going to the area where I just was in, versus Amelia, where everybody's basically in that one, one field, area, yeah. and you see everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, Pebble Beach has its challenges when you want to try and connect with people. I, I know so many people like you, me, and everybody else that were there that I, I never saw once. Yeah, I know. It's bizarre. But it's a whole week of events, and normally I go down on eh, I, I go down on Tuesday or, or Wednesday for the Wednesday McCall party, which used to be called, you know, Gordon McCall's party, is now part of Haggerty, and it's called Motor Lux. We'll talk about that. But what was missing this year was the event that you emceed. Maybe you could talk about the event and why was it missing? Yeah, it's actually a very sad, sad story the way that it it ended, and that's because 
the people that organized and literally paid a lot of hidden expenses behind the scene uh, that nobody ever knew about, Doug and Jeannie Friedman, Doug passed away last year on the morning of the Audrain Concours in Newport, Rhode Island. Ah. Uh, my wife and I had gone to dinner with he and Jeannie the three nights previous to that morning. He didn't show up the night before. He stayed back at the hotel room, wasn't feeling good. Yeah, it's odd to say that now. And anyway, he had told me that he wasn't going to judge in the uh, Concours, and he had talked to our mutual friend Donald Osborne, who also emceed the Carmel event with me for like the last eight of the 15 years that that event went on. Right. And so anyway, yeah. So, well, when Doug passed away, Jeannie thought long and hard about continuing, and, and this year at least she did not decide to do the event. And I cannot blame her. I mean, a lot of people were very unhappy. It was the only number one free event of the week. Right. It was a world-class event. Yeah, was awesome. uh, For some people, they called it their favorite event. Yeah, right, uh, right downtown Ocean because, Avenue. It was just a beautiful event, and it's free. Yeah. Right, and, you know, they'd, they'd bring up selected cars that they would pick, and then Donald and I would talk about it and interview the owners and talk about the technical stuff. And, I mean, we had... Uh, a tremendous amount of compliments over the years. I mean, I did it from day one. Uh, uh, Doug wanted me to do it alone, and, and I quickly told him, no, uh, I think you should get somebody else with me. And we came to the decision for Michael Lynch, who was a very much a Ferrari guy who, right. who was already working on the team with him. And I said it'd be much better if we have banter. Well, you know uh, what? Rather- Let, let's hope that next year happens and let me know how i can help with that um we're going to walk through the week here uh for the monterey car week as they call it the pebble beach weekend uh with ed justice jr from justice brothers don't go anywhere we're going to be back and talk about wednesday and motorlux what's that we'll be right back Getting a new ride is fun. Shopping online for a new car? Not so much. Stop doing the same car search over and over again on multiple sites and try Autotempest.com. See all the cars with one easy search. Our powerful search engine scours all the top car shopping sites, giving you instant results so you can easily browse all the listings with one search. Whether a dream ride, a family hauler, or a work truck, let us help you find your next ride. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. Well, you're listening to The Drive all across America and around the world. Worldwide coverage of automotive events, live on location, and, oh, well, Memorex, like we're doing right now, because we didn't do a live show. This is like one of the first years in, I don't know, 25 years that I didn't do a live show. Actually, last year I recorded interviews, but this year I just I didn't do it. I just went and I was a spectator. Ed Justice Jr. is on the line. He was there a little longer than I was. I didn't get there till uh, Friday night for a Saturday concorso. But Wednesday night at the Monterey Jet Center, they normally do Gordon McCall's party. That was, what was it called, Ed? McCall's? It was just called McCall's, wasn't it? Right. 
Yeah, yeah, it was called McCall's Festival or something Motor like or something. Yeah. Oh, uh, gosh. I could, but everybody just called it McCall. Right, because we know and, this guy uh, named Gordon McCall. By the way, his birthday was like day before yesterday. So this year, Haggerty from Haggerty Classic Insurance. Haggerty has been buying up a lot of the different, uh, as you said earlier, events like um, the one that was in Florida. And I think they're, they have a few other ones that they've bought, but they also bought McCall's party, and they call it Motor Lux now. So how was that? Well, there were some changes, and I ran into Gordon that night at the deal, and he says, yeah, there's some differences. And I said, yeah, there's, there's some real differences for sure. One difference, and I think everybody was very happy with the event, some people ask me why it was the name changed. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, it was 26, 27 years as McCall's. But irregardless of that, Motor Lux is now Motor Lux, and uh, there was more food. Dang it, I missed it. <laughs> better, better quality food. Uh, I think there was more places to sit, and it was more spread out, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, I mean, uh the airplanes where they used to be amongst the cars, close into the one hangar that has the displays, the airplanes now were around the outside mm. of all the area. But that's but cool. Overall, that, that, and they had a big they had a big dance floor, which was a uh, oh, that was funny. new to me yeah. at least. If they had one before, oh, I was small. Don't uh, yeah, last year there was and a little itty bitty one, but yeah. Yeah, and it, they had a DJ, and uh, the dance floor got hopping, and and I think everybody had a great time. It's positioned as the kickoff event of the week, even though I think uh, Classic Motorsport Magazine has an event on Tuesday in Pacific Grove, which has been there for a while. Yeah. Uh, well, there's there's a lot of events going on, too. I mean, there's a Porsche event. You know what that one's called? Okay, you're a Porsche guy. Is that Legends of the Autobahn? Or, I, no, that's, a, that's the German one. Yeah, there's so uh, many events going. They have like the, the what's that one, the Le Mans, but it's Lemons, you know, the 24 yeah, hours. That, that, that has grown. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that they moved to the Seaside City Hall front lawn. Oh, and uh, that's actually a fun event. It's, yeah. a, it, it's a free event. I have not gone event. to that one, no. But Motorlux, I think, was a success. Yeah. I think they had to be very happy with it, the Haggerty group. And, uh, you know, the proof in the pudding will be next year. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that they'll probably sell all the tickets next year. But if for some ridiculous reason they didn't, I mean, it, you know, it's just... The first year's the test. The second year's really, you know, like on, on anything. You know, uh, the opening night of a restaurant doesn't tell you a lot. Yeah, no, no. You know? Well, and it's, listen, when you go to these events, if you don't live in the area, you are paying two to three to four times for a hotel. I mean, a Motel 6 that would normally be, you know, perhaps down in Monterey, $129 a night is 429 if you can find it. I actually had to stay, I stayed at a Holiday Inn about 30 miles away, and it was still $350 a night. And uh, it was just, you know, the, the expense of everything down there is astronomical. And you're paying 500 for this, 1000 for that when you're going to these events. So when you were talking about Tuesday's event being free, I don't know what the uh, Motor Lux was. The tickets for that were, I didn't go, as I said, I, I wanted to go, but I just, I couldn't take the time. But, um, you know, it is definitely, they call it 
Auto Week for a reason because it's a whole week worth of automotive just fun. But boy, save your money. Start saving now. We're going to take a little break, come back and talk more with Ed Justice Jr. He was at most of the events. Then there's the racetrack and stuff we haven't even gotten to yet. We'll be right back. It's The Drive. Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. Because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrimbo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Our show brought to you in part by Dodge Domestic, not domesticated. Have you seen their new concept electric muscle car yet? Boy, just Google it. Crazy. Uh, Ed Justice Jr. joining us. He was there pretty much all week for the auto week, the car week at uh, Motor Week, whatever they're calling it. What do they call it now? I've confused myself, Ed. I think they call it Car Week. Car Monterey Week. Yeah. Car Week. That's what it whatever. was. Yeah. Monterey Car Week. Um, so Tuesday this year, no uh, no event down in Carmel, but Wednesday was Motor Lux. Thursday is the day I usually go to the racetrack if there's such a thing. I have that kind of day because uh, Friday is uh, the Quail event, and then Saturday is Concorso Italiano, and then the. Uh, Sunday is Pebble Beach, but you wanted to talk about the Quail. Very exclusive. Very exclusive, yeah. The hardest ticket of the weekend to get. Over the years on the history of Quail, it's changed. It started out with small vendors, jewelers, David Bull Publishing, clothing people that had little... And I, and this is not like some swap meet. This was all very nice, very high level, right. and you had those ringing around. All those are gone now, and they've been replaced by car companies, anywhere from people like McLaren to Cadillac to Acura to Hennessy to Hispano Suiza and their new supercar. It's a mixture of traditional manufacturers and their concept cars or wild stuff, introductions, and the most exotic supercars like Pagani and things like that. And so all those little boutique type vendors have disappeared. And now the hardest ticket of the weekend now, people pay, they have food, they have drink, it's very nice. There's a display of very nice cars down through the center of the lawn. And then, in effect, you're paying to be sold cars by car companies. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but it that is what's going on here. How much was you're the ticket? A, How much was the ticket? The ticket was eight or nine hundred dollars. Uh, and uh, but. You know, that's uh, it includes food and everything. It's yeah. look at it's not an event for everybody, no, obviously. No. I mean, it's just like uh, you know, Spago's not a restaurant for everybody, or Morton's is not a restaurant for everybody, or whatever. Right, you know what I mean? Right. This is this is for a certain crowd, and uh, it's a beautiful event. I mean, uh, well, the very, scuttlebutt very good. that I, I heard, by the way, the scuttlebutt was that Kia was there, the Kia, the car maker, 
and it angered quite a few people. And I thought to myself, hmm, that's interesting. But they, they that is interesting. I, you know, I don't even remember that. I look yeah. at I go, it's a great event. I mean, it is a super great event, right? And they'll never have a problem selling tickets to this event. And the car reveals, I mean, while some people say, hey, I wish we would have the old jewelry and all that, because maybe there was more to look at for women, as I've heard people express. There are others, you know, this is the way it always goes, isn't it? There are others that say, no, I like those car reveals. I love being there and and seeing that. And, you know, it's special. I mean, while car shows are being threatened in some respects this is like the highest class car show you could think right uh, right because and it's and it's I mean? outdoors and a beautiful carmel valley all right listen we got three minutes left i need your three minutes your best three minutes on pebble beach well pebble beach is the granddaddy of them all i mean it is the original high level concord d'elegance in the united states pebble is pebble pebble will always be pebble beach it is the top of the mountain for somebody to show a car at. It's the top of the mountain to see the cars. I mean, it commands the respect around the world. People will fly in their cars at great expense from around the world to show at Pebble. To win at Pebble, well, that's just a whole different level. I mean, most people consider themselves a winner if they just get a car right. on the lawn at oh, Pebble. for sure, for sure. Uh, and then there's others that they're going to win at all costs and will be very unhappy if they don't win. Well, you know what and, I like? You know, I like that they had hot rods from a hot rod magazine, the cover cars and the car, and they had huge blow-ups way at the back of the field. I yes. thought that was so cool for Pebble Beach to do that. Now, I know our friend Bruce Myers, the guy that kind of got hot rods out to Pebble, but I just thought that was cool. And then I know there was some a lot of race cars there. I, I like all the different classes. At the very back of the field was McLaren with their new wild supercar. And so, again, you have a lot of new car manufacturers participating. It was the 100th anniversary of Lincoln there. So, you, of course, you had the special class of Lincolns. But, I don't know, was there one particular uh, yeah. thing in the... 100th anniversary of, of Le Mans, too. Oh, yeah, and that's so, why they were Le Mans cars. You know, the, yeah. the problem with this supercar market right now is there's a new one every six months. Yeah. So if you, any any of us, if you had the money to buy a supercar, you have to buy that supercar and understand that six months from now, somebody will have the next latest, greatest <laughs> I know, thing. I know. And that one is now defunct. Well, Ed... Um, we're talking about million and a half, two oh. million, three million dollar cars here. I know, I know. I'm glad uh, we're talking about it. I wish we could have seen each other uh, at Pebble Beach. Uh, Carl will continue on Carl Brower on the other side. It's a full hour about Pebble Beach. And, um, Ed, it was good talking to you. I hope we can get together next Same year. Same here. Yeah. Sam, come on the show more often, please. You've been tardy here lately. Yeah. Well, okay. my schedule, but I definitely am. Thank you, Alan. All right. Ed Justice, everybody. Justice Brothers. Uh, you can find them at justicebrothers.com. We'll be right back with Carl Brower from iccars.com. Stay with us. Get my dinner from a garbage. 
The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Well, here we go. It's it's the drive. Oh, I'm playing my kazoo. Oh, dang it. Oh, I'm not going to try and sing. No. Who's at the door? It's Carl Brower. None other than Supercar Carl Brower. Carl, how you doing, buddy? You know, there are some musicians down in Australia right now saying, don't ever do that again. Never again. I found this kazoo, and I'm telling you what, nothing better than a honer kazoo. Oh, anyway. Um, I, Carl- think, I think when we realize we're all still just eighth grade boys, I know. Uh, the sooner we embrace that, the healthier we are. I know, I know. Uh, so, uh, Carl, uh, we're talking about Pebble Beach, the Pebble Beach Concours. Everybody has their kind of their view of it. Uh, we just heard from Ed Justice Jr. So you and I, actually, it's funny because we didn't see each other until we were standing next to none other than Supercar Blondie. Do you know that Supercar Blondie has 48 million followers on social media? At least on one that I found. I mean, it's ridiculous. I did not know it was that high. I knew she yeah. uh, was a presence. I didn't know that no. was there was so, that much presence. So it's funny because we're at this Lincoln event. It was the Lincoln was the mark for Pebble Beach, the Pebble Beach Concours. And we're at the Lincoln event. All the Lincoln people are staying around. Here comes Supercar Blondie. If you guys haven't seen her, she's she's pretty cool. Her name's Alex. And she had a radio show in, in Australia, and, and I've known her for about five years. And then here comes Carl. So how did I introduce Carl to Supercar Blondie? I said, oh, this is my friend Supercar Carl. And she laughed. <laughs> so anyway. And if I was smart and I could get 40 million visitors, I would have come up with Supercar Carl a few years ago. I know, right? Gosh. Supercar Allen. Nah, it just doesn't have the ring. So maybe give us your window into your week for the car week during uh, the Pebble Beach and all the different things that were going on. You drove down there in a Lamborghini Huracan STO. What is that? Yes, the Super Trofeo version of the Lamborghini Supercar Carl. Yeah, I get it, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Supercar Carl and his Super Trofeo Olmogato Huracan. But, yeah, that's like the most track-oriented version of the Huracan that has ever been created. And uh, it was funny because the Lamborghini guys, when I was like, yeah, I'll just take one of the STOs ones. I haven't driven that one as much as I'd like. And they're like, "Uh, are you sure you want to drive that from Los Angeles to Monterey and back? (laughs) And it was funny, Alan, because it's like, you know, so what, you're saying that it's got a pretty harsh ride and it doesn't have a lot of sound deadening and it's hard to see out the back because and you're thinking, it more. how bad can it be? <laughs> right. And I'm like, so what's the bad part? That, what, 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 get, you got to get to the scary part of why I wouldn't want to drive. You know, right. I mean, you're, they're talking to a Ford GT and a Dodge Demon owner. So right, it's just right. like, you know, if you're trying to scare me by the extremeness of a car, you, you, you're not going to succeed. Just let me tell you that. So. <laughs> 
So I loved it. I had a blast. The steering on that vehicle is so like razor sharp and uh, precise, which I love. Mm. Suspension is very, let's just say communicative. They're, you're not driving over things and not being aware of them. Right. And uh, yeah, the rear view mirror in the car was kind of just more ornamental than functional because there's no rear window in the car. It's got this aggressive wow. cover over the rear window to keep it all like, you know, it's got a scoop. It's got a scoop to cool the engine down that shoots down the rear window, basically screwing up your uh, rear visibility. Right. And I didn't care about any of that. I thought it was a blast. I drove with a group of guys from the Long Tail Rally. You know, I've been on two of their like multi-day rallies. This was just a one-day drive with a bunch of car freaks from L.A. to Monterey together. And we took off on the five, but eventually shot over to the 101 using the fun, you know, central California Valley roads that I know you're aware of. Oh, yeah. You know, in abundance out there. And the car was the perfect car for that drive. So, how yeah, much, how much are those? What is a Lamborghini Huracan STO? What is the price today? Well, you know, you're not going to go pick one up as an alternative to, say, your Honda Accord purchase. You're going to spend a little bit more. They're well over $200,000. Oh, uh, you know, you're not going to you're not going to get one for cheap, Alan. But you know, honestly, I, for what what you're paying and what you're getting, Wow. See, I thought they were. I wasn't even sure. I thought it was mid to high twos. It looks like uh, 327000 Oh, all started. decked out for the one you have. <laughs> yeah, because that's the most, it's the most extreme one. So $327,000 for your Huracan STO. So that's just because it's that package. They probably start in the twos, though. In the, in the, I think they do start know. in the mid to high twos, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you drive down there in this scream machine. And everybody's looking at you, looking down their nose, hating you for, you know, for driving that car, of which is probably why I don't like driving those super duper, super car blondie kind of cars. It just, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather, like, just the other day, I bought a $1,500 1992 GMC Sierra four-wheel drive short bed, $1,500. So I see my brother and his wife walking their dog. And I'm bawling down the road, you know, and it's got a loud exhaust and it's just the paint's peeling off it. And it's just a piece of junk, you know, but it's a short bed, four wheel drive truck. So I'm going to fix it up. Anyway, I just got it. See my brother and I see him and I slam on the brakes and he looks over like, what the hell? He reaches for his gun. Doesn't have one. And uh, I started laughing and he goes, what the hell is that? I go, it's my pot farmer truck. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, can you imagine if you and I went somewhere, I took my pot farmer truck and you took the Lamborghini Huracan STO, what would people think? I think they would think those are two pot farmers. There's the farmer and there's the guy with all the money. <laughs> yeah. So you got supercar Carl and flatbed Alan. Yeah, okay, right, I right. that works. Oh, man. All right. Tell me the first place you went when you went down to the uh, Monterey Car Week. What was the first thing you did? Then we got to take a break. We went to Motor Lux, you know, which used oh, yeah. to be called McCall's uh, Cars and Jets. But, uh, yeah, we went. Uh, How was that we went, this year? It was it was really well done. And, yeah. you know, Haggerty is pretty much bought half of the uh, enthusiast industries events, Amelia Island and, and uh, you know, all these other events. And they did a good job. I think Haggerty has a sense of what enthusiasts like because they've been insuring enthusiast cars for a long time. And I think they know how to run an event. And good food, cool cars, cool planes, right. uh, big open area to walk around the Monterey Jet Center. It was fun. No, that's nice. Uh, Haggerty, by the way, I heard that uh, 
one of the big insurance companies, I can't remember if it was a farmer, State Farm, Allstate, one of those big guys is uh, looking at maybe buying Haggerty. Oh, hold on. Uh-huh. I'm going to do my kazoo again. Actually, that works out well, doesn't it? Oh, we'll take a break. You're listening to The Drive. Carl Brower is going to be back. He's got information from iccars.com. Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability. Plus, a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com wilderness. Kazoo! It's a new part of the show, everybody! Pump it! Oh, Carl Brower is uh, not happy with me today. <laughs> you might what, Carl? <laughs> Kazoos are a privilege, they're not a right. We might have to revoke yours. <laughs> I know, it's bad. I'm sorry, you know. When you hang around all the billionaires at Pebble Beach, it makes you rebel and go back to childhood. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So like Carl it. and I were at the Pebble Beach Concorde Elegance together. I did not see him at the other events, which is amazing. There was the uh, Concorso Italiano. I figured I'd see you there, especially if you were driving a, a Lamborghini Huracan. I didn't see you anywhere else. I, and then I ran into you there. And uh, so let's just, let's flip over to the Concorde. Can I ask you, did you see the car on the far end of the lawn that had like an airplane engine laying like in the trunk that propelled the vehicle? It was in like in the trunk, literally laying in like the air would go down, if you know what I'm saying. I took a picture of it and I was like, what is that? And then somebody goes, hey, Alan, I haven't seen you in a long time. And I forgot to even look. Did you see that thing? Mm. I don't think I saw that. There's always so many cars there. I think I missed that one. I know. It's like this is the thing when people say Adam Carolla walks up to me. This is honest to God truth. He says, "Alan Taylor, how have you been? What diarrhea story are you going to tell me this year?" I guess I, I guess I told him a diarrhea story. I don't know. But he says to me, "What was your favorite car?" Cuz I'm leaving and he's just getting there. I said, "Are you kidding me?" I said, "You know, forget it. These are these are one-off, a lot of these one-off cars, you're never going to see another one like it. And that's what's so fun about Pebble Beach. There's, there's cars you've never seen before, even if you've been like you and me, 40 years in this business. And, yeah. um, which makes you uh, five years old when you started. So, But right. anyway, <laughs> was there anything that really caught your eye? You know, now I'm not going to remember the name, but I looked it up at the time. But there were a couple of these cars where they, they kind of look like airplanes without wings, you know. Right, um, right. Haze and things like that. Yeah. there was. Well, it wasn't a Bugatti. I know that, although I thought it could have been. But it had that same overly swoopy, you know, it's like this is from the 1930s, but it looks almost like a bullet, you know. It's yeah. so swoopy and it's all enclosed. It had these tiny rear windows and everything. 
So I remember those things, which I had never seen before. Like you said, I've gone to Pebble like 20 times. I don't remember ever seeing a car that looked like that from that era. Right. But, you know, they were celebrating the um, 100 years of Le Mans because that's next year. 2023 will be 100 years of 24-hour Le Mans. Right. And they had a bunch of the racers that kind of represented the history of that thing, including a 2016 Ford GT that won its class. It was only winners of Le Mans. So, of course, that car caught my eye because it's like that car looks a lot like a car back in my garage. And that's what I love about that car is that they were built on the same assembly line by the same people. And unlike a lot of these race car for the streets. And if you dig in, you're like, yeah, not really. There's not really anything in common with the race car. But my car there is with the car that won 24 Le Mans. So I think that's quite cool. Uh, look uh, at your phone. I just sent you that uh, airplane engine thing with the airplane in the trunk. The other one to me that was one of the most bizarre things, and I'll post these at uh, the Drive with Alan Taylor on Facebook because these are just too weird. I'm going to probably post like 75 pictures, by the way. The 50 Cadillac Series 61 Le Monstre, Le Mans race car. This thing honestly looks like some kid made it for a uh, a soapbox derby. I'm going to send you this one, too. I'm going to post all these silly things. But this is the thing oh about gosh. Pebble Beach. If you ever get to go. Yeah. Can you believe the one with the engine in the back and then the motorcycle with the same kind of a thing where in between the spokes was the engine and the cylinder heads going around in circles like an airplane engine? Where do you find yeah. these? There was a coal-powered car there. You know, I mean, did you see that one by any chance? That's what I'm saying. Even if you didn't, you get stuck with all the awesome cars going, this is amazing. Look at that. And look at this. And, you know, then the the other class that I really liked, by the way, was the kind of the unrestored, I don't know what they call preservation class. And you may have seen this one. It was a 1955 Ferrari 250 Europa GT Pinin Farina Coupe. It was the, the, the things that was, the bumpers were all rusty the paint was all faded. It was nasty, but it's probably a $25 million car. And it was sitting on the yeah. beach being being judged for the uh, preservation class, which I think is neat. But, yeah, so many cars, so many awesome No, machines. I agree. And remember, all it takes to make a car look fabulous is money. Yeah. If you just spend money, you can restore any car. <laughs> right. Money cannot reverse time and put a car back to original. Right. And I, I realized that years ago when yep. I got into this industry and I was just like, wow, it's the original cars that are more rare than these, uh, all restored per, you know, mint condition ones. Yeah. Now a friend of mine just bought a, uh, 1958 Porsche. You ready for this? A little 58 Porsche 356. And mm. it looks like it looks identical to the one that I bought at a garage sale in Santa Barbara when I was 19 for $2,000 thinking that was so much money for this nasty old 1958 car. And uh, anyway, I bought it and I had resold it like uh, a year later for like five grand. So I felt like I was the smartest guy in the world. He paid for the same car, nasty looking, all original, $70,000. So yeah. uh, there you go. That's, uh, you know. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, let's get into the uh, some of the studies you guys do at iccars.com. Carl is also, uh, he's on the board and a juror of the North American Car and Truck of the Year. So we should talk a little new car stuff. Uh, but if you uh, you might get a chance to go to Pebble Beach, it's every August in Monterey. It's fabulous. Hold on. Here comes. 
way to do it. Shopping for cars online is slow. Checking all those different sites one by one, Auto Tempest doesn't like slow. That's why we sponsor NASCAR driver Chris Busher in the number 17 Ford Mustang. It's also why we created a powerful search engine that will scour all the top car shopping sites, letting you search used car listings from across the internet in one search. Why waste time searching each site separately? Use Auto Tempest instead. Find all the cars. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. Alan Taylor. Oh, I love the kazoo. It's the hour of the kazoo. Carl Brower joining us. Oh, I'm going. You know what? Forget this radio stuff. I'm going into the music business. Oh, maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. Carl Brower working with iccars.com. Yeah, I know. It's a little crazy, but uh, those, that's me. Those record producers are lining up, Alan. They're just lining up outside You know what? Think office. about it. I could go on America's Got Talent. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, IC Cars has a study out, everybody. The rise in electric car pricing. And then, of course, I'm hearing rumors, and uh, it's been on the news and what have you, that uh, in Los Angeles they're saying all electric by 3035 or something. I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll find out more about that as we you know we get closer to that. But that, what what insanity is that? But so now the price in electric cars is going up. And tell us about this study at iccars.com. Yeah, I mean, price of everything's up as we know because inflation and other problems. Right. But the price of electric cars is really up. And we just did a study, and it showed that year over year increase, 2021 July to 2022 July, the average gas-powered car went up 10.1%. The average electric-powered car went up 54.3%. What five living as much as heck. The, yeah. And you know what? It makes no sense whatsoever. So if people want to know about all this stuff, go to iccars.com. Carl is an executive analyst over there, as well as many other things. He writes for Forbes Autos and a, a well-known automotive industry analyst. He's telling us now that the price, you say, up year over year, 54%, which is just utter lunacy. It's and you, you know that people are trying to avoid gas and gas prices, so that's part of it. Right. And we know that you need two to three times as many microchips for an electric car as a normal car, and microchips have been in short supply, which has caused a reduction in new electric vehicle production. And we know a lot of new electric vehicles have come out like F-150 Lightnings and Hummer trucks and stuff right. that cost somewhere between seventy-five and a hundred plus thousand dollars. So there's a relative, you know, factors all over the place that are affecting the the price of used cars. But the bottom line is, most people could not afford these, Alan. Uh, you know, you've got a narrow band of the population that they don't really care about price. They're not price sensitive, and they're still buying all these cars. And there's only enough to supply them. Some point we're going to get past that group and have to start getting to like normal, real human people in the middle class. And they're going to look at the price of electric cars and be like, yeah, that ain't happening. Well, especially in California, it makes no sense at all because of rush hour and the four Oh five and the 10 and any, any one of those freeways out there. 
what are they going to do when people start running out of electricity because there's traffic jams and it's hot outside and so they have to run their air conditioning and they're not going anywhere but they're using electricity to sit there listen to the news and have their air conditioning going and charge their cell phone and slowly but surely you know you got no electricity and you're stuck how many tow trucks can they have how many generators can they take out there <laughs> with the diesel power generators or God knows what it's going to be. It's just, it's an insanity. I cannot figure out why. But you know what my dad told me when I was a young person? He says, son, when you see something that is insane, just see it for what it is and walk away. He says, because otherwise you'll be pulled into it. And this thing that is insane is much better at being insane than you are. And it will beat you at its own game. And I'm like, oh my God, that's right. So this whole thing with the electric cars... It's insanity. I see for what it is, and I got to just walk away from it. I'm not going to support it. I'm going to talk it down because I think it's unwise. Although I like some of the cars, I think it is unwise, especially what I'm hearing, the rumors of what they're planning on doing out in, in Los Angeles by 2035. So I don't know, Carl. It's very disheartening to me. Oh, I agree. I, price is the single biggest factor that determines what people buy in every industry, including car yeah. industry. If the average electric vehicle right now is over $60,000, that is not remotely realistic for the bulk of the U.S. population to no, spend that not, kind of money on a car. And uh, we're supposed to all be going electric. Yeah. And I kept saying, well, maybe eventually the prices will come together. They're getting further apart, Alan. Yep. They're getting further and further apart, the yep. internal combustion car versus electric car. Yep. And yet we're being told we all have to drive electric cars. And like you said, California wants them 100% yep. by 2035. All right. It, something's not going to work here. I'm playing uh, two cellos. This is Highway to Hell. You can find this study at iccars.com. And I'm thinking that I can play a big part of this with my kazoo. Carl, thank you. Here we go. Ready? Oh, this is just too good. Two cellos and a kazoo, everybody. Shopping cars online is a hassle, or is it? You probably search this site, that site, browse here, search there. Who has the time or the patience? Autotempest.com is the Internet's best car shopping tool. With one easy search, see all the cars from the web's top car shopping sites all at once. Why browse some of the cars when Autotempest.com gives you everything? Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. <laughs> Step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television, and radio host, Alan Taylor. Oh, my kazoo, it's working so good. I love it. I love my kazoo. And no, we're not doing kazoo. Wait, wait, no, wait. No, 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 no. What? What? No. It's BJ Colleen. No. You don't like the kazoo? No. 
am the voice of reason in your world, and you are not going to be playing the kazoo. Turn it off, throw it out, step on it, crush oh, it. Oh, man, I love the kazoo. It's like, uh, all right. That's I'll... okay. You can love the kazoo, but then you have no friends. So you too. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll hang up the kazoo for the rest of the show. Gosh. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> and the, so the first hour we talked all about Pebble Beach. You don't want to hear any more about that. No, uh uh-uh. The automakers, I will say there was something a little bit bizarre is that, uh, and I didn't go to this event called the Quail, and so we didn't talk about it because I didn't go. I don't know if Carl went. I think Ed Justice went, but... No, Ed did go. That's right. But Kia was there. Kia was there. And it was like, I heard people actually complaining. Oh, they're bringing the show down because Kia's over at the Quail. You know, Bentley and all these fancy cars. Hennessy was there. And, you know, and they shouldn't have Kia in there. Well, Kia's making some pretty dang nice cars. And so is Genesis, which is part of Hyundai. And so is Kia. And I know you're going to be talking about the uh, 2023 Genesis G90. What is that? Is that the biggest one? Yeah, so the G90 is their flagship sedan. It's the the largest one, the longest one. And they completely redid it for 2023. And it's just spectacular is the best way to put it. You know, it goes up against like the Lexus LS500 and the S-Class Mercedes and BMW 7 Series and Audi and things like that. But it really just blows everything away, especially for the money. And now... Yeah, it's expensive. There's two versions. There's a 3.5T that's 88000 and then the 3.5T all-wheel drive actually has an electronic supercharger, and that one starts about ninety eight. So you're looking at a $100,000 automobile, but if you compare it against the competitors, especially BMW and Audi, right off the bat, you're saving 25000 and you're getting so many more cool features. It really is an impressive vehicle that they brought out. So the first thing I want to talk about on the Genesis G90, because it really is all new, it's a luxury flagship sedan from Genesis, starts about 88.4 and then goes up to 98.7. There's only two trim levels, but the one that's 98,000 is a 3.5 liter turbocharged with a supercharger on it. And I'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, for that price, when you think about it compared to Mercedes and BMW, it really is a great bargain. Right. I know it's hard to say a $100,000 automobile is a great bargain. But it definitely is. And there's some cool features on the exterior of the vehicle. Like it's got these really cool micro lens array with 200 micro lenses per module. So the And it's the thinnest lighting you've ever seen in a car. It just absolutely looks like mm. future. It's got a clamshell hood design. It doesn't open from the, from the windshield up, but it just those lines are missing. Those cut lines are missing on the hood. So mm. it looks kind of cool. It's got a coefficient of drag of 0.27, which is mind-blowing because that's what it used to be for sports cars and Ferraris. And now you've got it on this giant, large, huge luxury sedan, which is kind of cool. So they've done a nice job on the inside. It's really clean and contemporary. A couple of the cool features, they have something called Mood Curator. And what this is, is you push a button and there's a couple of pre-assigned moods. So if you want to like wake up and have be vital or have vitality or you want to have comfort it changes things in the car automatically just by pushing the button it'll change the lighting in the car it'll change the seating it'll change the massage seats it'll change the automatic shades that go up on the back row and then in the back window and actually it'll change the scent and you're not gonna a scent in the car yeah yeah the new genesis g90 has two little scent 
packets that you can put in the car two cartridges and choose from three different scents. Well, it's well, just wait, wait. amazing. Okay, so do they have what? They have goat and boar because they have <laughs> no, the scent gland. No, they're much nicer than that. They have the Great Outdoors <laughs> is one of them. My yeah. favorite place, which is like a musk kind of scent, a couple of other, other scents, and and then there's one more that, that you can get too. So, but it can only hold two out of the three scents. What, what did time, you call but. that? That was called the orgasmatron. What did you call it? <laughs> the mood curator. Oh, the mood curator. The orgasmatron. Yeah, that was, that Woody <laughs> that was from Woody Allen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're dating from Sleeper. You're I know, from right? Sleeper, so, but it's absolutely incredible. They also have in the back seat. Because, you know, it's really designed to be like a livery car where you're taking people around and luxury car driver and things like that. Right. But in the back, if you have a phone that's all dirty and you're flying or people touching it, you can actually put it in the storage compartment in the back, push a button, and it will use a UVC LED cleaning light to clean the phone or clean whatever object you put in the back there. It's God, just that is so unbelievable what they think bizarre, about. Bizarre, you know? right? All right, hold it's tight. We're, we're talking about, uh, of course, everything under the sun from Pebble Beach to brand new car test drives like this 2023 Genesis G90. Just a mere $100,000. I had to put my little finger next to my lip like Captain Evil or whatever his name was. Um, wow. Uh, BJ's giving us an update on it. We'll be right back. Stay with us. No kazoo here. I'm sorry, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> My life is brilliant. My love is pure. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget. Never settle. Never surrender. And now, Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full-throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475-horsepower Durango SRT392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Oh, oh, it's my bad. My bad. Using the kazoo again. <laughs> I'm not supposed to do that. Uh, apologies. Oh, BJ Colleen. I, it's like I'm addicted to the kazoo. I don't know what to do. Is that your 12th birthday or something? <laughs> I know. I told Carl, I said, after being around all the billionaires, looking down their noses at the millionaires, I had to come home and go like revert to, you know, like 10 year old, you know, and I'm sorry, I, know the feeling. I whipped out my kazoo and my, uh, what's the little, uh, the little flute, you know, made out of, uh, whatever it's made out of bamboo. Oh, the recorder? Yeah. You know, yeah. I oh, can actually play that. gosh. Anyway. Um, all right. Yeah. So That's we're talking reality. about 2023 Genesis. 98,000 bucks, roughly. When are they coming out and all that kind of stuff? They actually just went on sale. They had oh. a, the grand opening at the Genesis house where they showed it and delivered the first one. So it's on sale. Um, I don't know how many there are. But if you do want to order, you can probably call the concierge or go to your Genesis store or the Hyundai Genesis store and, and place an order for one. But I'm telling you, there's so many cool features. They've got a brand new Bang & Olufsen Premier Sound System with 26 speakers, wow. which is incredible. Yeah. Let's talk about this engine because it really is kind of cool. 
So there's two options. The first one's a three liter V6 twin turbo, no more V8 from the previous model, 375 horsepower, almost 400 pound feet of torque. But the real story is the 3.5 liter V6 twin turbo with the electronic supercharger wow. because it produces 409 horsepower and 405 pound feet of torque. And it's basically a mild hybrid starter generator. You know, it doesn't run on it alone, but the supercharger is there to boost the pressure and give you that extra ump to get that vehicle moving. Because you got to realize this vehicle is about two and a half tons. It's, oh, it's pretty heavy vehicle. <laughs> it's, you know, it's got sound insulation and it's sound deadening. And, but it really is a great engine and made it to an eight-speed automatic transmission. It's got every kind of safety feature that you could ever possibly want. It actually has even rear-wheel steer. Ooh. And if you remember, a couple of vehicle manufacturers had rear-wheel steer in the past. I think yeah. it was the... Honda Prelude, remember a right. long, long time ago? Right, Suburban had it. The Chevy right. Suburban had it for a yes, little couple right. of minutes, right? Yeah, because when you have a big vehicle, your, your turning radius is horrendous. And this actually reduces the turn radius by about three feet. So it's going to make wow. it a lot easier to drive. Well, and yeah. again, just like real-wheel steer vehicles, when you're going at lower speeds, it doesn't turn in tandem. The wheels go opposite phase. But when you're going to higher speeds, they'll turn in the same phase and turn tandem. So yeah. nice. it's, so it's pretty cool. Th this is coming out. And what's amazing here is that we have a luxury brand it's already been born, but it's really now maturing from Hyundai. That's the parent company. Genesis right. is the brand. And it, I remember, I'm old enough to remember when Lexus was being born out of Toyota <laughs> and Infiniti out of Nissan and, you know, here, and AMG out of Mercedes with a performance division, M out of BMW. I remember all these things going, hmm. And this is another one of those ones where you kind of scratch your wooden head and go, Wow, interesting timing. And, you know, because people are into reliability. That's what I was looking for. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and even though all these new cars and everything are very reliable, but at the end of the day, I don't want to go to the service department for anything. I just, and other than an oil change, nobody does. Who wants to do that? Nobody. So with Hyundai, they're the ones that started the five-year, 100,000-mile or 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty, ten right? Yeah. And that yeah. gave people confidence in it, and the cars proved themselves. And I, I do believe that's what we're seeing happening with Genesis. They've won so many awards, and uh, I can't wait to uh, drive this beautiful luxury machine. Not that it's within my price range. I have three tractors that cost less than that. Anyway, <laughs> BJ, thank you. My pleasure, Alan. Always. The 2023 Hyundai, I should say, Genesis G90. Um, I'm sure it's a wonderful machine because BJ wouldn't say it was if it wasn't. Uh, when we come back, I don't know. I think it's George Kennedy or somebody. So many people on the show today. All right. No more kazoo. I promise. No more kazoo. We'll save it for next week. We'll be right back. It's The Drive. Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability, plus a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com wilderness
Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Our show is brought to you in part by the Collector Car Network. It's the world's most comprehensive collection of resources for buyers, sellers, and enthusiasts of classic and modern collector cars. All owned now by Barrett Jackson. It includes ClassicCars.com, Auto Hunter, and the Classic Car Journal. Of course, and Barrett Jackson. Um, I've sold a couple cars on Auto Hunter. Very happy. All I can tell you is go check it out. Uh, worth time. AutoHunter.com, ClassicCars.com, of course, BarrettJackson.com as well. Um, joining us right now is my good friend, George Kennedy III. He is the co-founder of Cartender, also works with Car Gurus, Boston Globe, and U.S. News and World Report, and reports here on The Drive. His test drive this week is a pretty bodacious car, and uh, for a man that is on the carnivore diet such as myself, George, get on the carnivore diet. I know you uh, you like steak, so anyway, I'm just uh, you know throwing yeah, that out there. Yeah, somebody just eat a bunch of meat, twist That's my it. arm, right? That's it, exactly. Steak, better, even better yet. Sausage, hamburgers, whatever. Anyway. If you're a carnivore, you should drive an AMG Mercedes E-Class Cabriolet, which I understand you are, and it, it makes you grunt like a carnivore. So, <laughs> uh, it's, um, yeah, yeah, we there have been AMGs in the past with, with V8 supercharged V8s, naturally aspirated V8s. This is a more refined. This might be uh, more of a vegetable and, and salmon. Type ride. Oh uh, no! Don't it, tell me that. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got a twin turbo inline six, and working with a hybrid drive, and it's the same general setup as the non-AMG Cabriolet E-Class. But in this model, it's been tuned to put out something like like 429 horsepower, 380 pound-feet of torque. So they're getting a lot out of that straight six, and because it's a straight six. It's really smooth. So you said twin turbo. Is it like an inline sequential type thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I know that Mercedes, at least in the Formula One department, have been doing really cool things with turbos where they're able to put like a motor generator between like the compressor right. and like the exhaust part of it and then the, uh, the the compressor part of it. So, you know, I wonder if that kind of technology is making its way to the road cars. Yeah. Um, well, but- not sure, but either, either way, you're not getting a lot of low-end turbo lag. This thing, because right. of the EQ boost hybrid setup you're getting some low-end power as well yeah what's interesting is that amg has always kind of meant you know like the powerhouse performance you know and all of a sudden they go from what would have normally been a v8 they go kind of step back because they're adding a hybrid component electric component which is kind of like this is a performance component as well as if you're not using that you know, instant on power, it also helps to be an economical thing. So, I, I mean, I think it's probably smart in the long run. 429 horsepower, nothing to, you know, yeah. fuck your nose. Well, the great thing about a hybrid setup is that it can be used for optimal efficiency, right. but also getting more power out of your existing powertrain. I mean, look at some of the plug-in hybrid versions of some crossovers out there. Sometimes the top feature powertrain is the plug-in hybrid powertrain. Right, right. Volvo, I think, was like that, you know, a couple of years back. And they maybe still, of course, they're going, they seem to be going all electric and they now have Polestar. But, you know, yeah, I think that hybrid is really, if I was going to put my money on anything for the future, because I think all electric is maybe uh, a bridge too far. Can I say that? Reaching too hard. 
But hybrid. So it's, it's not. It's not widespread applicable for everybody just yet. Well, that and I just think if the, if all of a sudden President Biden or whatever they call this guy was to say there's no gasoline or diesel passenger cars on the road, you know, he makes some crazy law, then all of a sudden everything was supposed to be electric. Well, we'd have a real problem because the grid could not support it. Period. Sure. So sure. if they do this too quick, I it's going to be a the problem. The real answer is, and this is going to take, probably take on more with uh, legacy automakers, and that is developing automotive platforms that can support multiple powertrains. Agreed. Right? So look at the Ford, F- yeah. the Ford F-150 Lightning yeah. and the Ford F-150. You've got a gas engine, a twin-turbo uh, gas V6, right. a hybrid gas V6, yep. a plug-in hybrid gas V6, and an all-electric powertrain all available in one truck. No, and I think they're smart to do that, even though... As you know, the news right now is that Ford is about to lay off 30,000 people to be able to pay, you know, for this whole... 3,000 white-collar jobs, it sounds like, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, white-collar. But here's the problem. Is it 3,000 or 30,000? Was it 30? Did I get that wrong? I thought it was 3,000. I thought it was 30,000, but I, you know what? I don't know. There, it, laying off who's, any who's giant tweet, number. Who's tweets are you reading there? Uh, well, you know what? Like, look, who, you can't, it's all fake news anyway. You can't rely on it or anything. But there's a lot of jobs coming to be laid off. I thought it was 30. Well, we'll look it up during the commercial break. Anyway, it's a big deal. They're, you know, they're making these changeovers from internal combustion to electric platforms. I just still don't trust it all yet. I don't trust the, the yeah, infrastructure. Look, they're, they're offering these new models. They're going to be uh, offered alongside the, the more traditional ICE models for a while. And look, it's they're in the business of making money, right? So yeah. if they offer them at the same time, they put a lot of development money into them now. They can offer them for a while and see where people vote with their dollars. Exactly. Let's, let's find out how many. Uh, was it 30,000 or 3,000? What say you out there? I'll bet it was 30. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, we will find out and report. Uh, Ford's doing a big layoff, though. You're listening to The Drive all across America. George Kennedy's driving an E-Class, an E53 AMG Cabriolet with a six-cylinder twin-turbo hybrid. We'll find out more about that on the other side. Stay with us. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor. Getting a new ride is fun. Shopping online for a new car? Not so much. Stop doing the same car search over and over again on multiple sites and try Autotempest.com. See all the cars with one easy search. Our powerful search engine scours all the top car shopping sites, giving you instant results so you can easily browse all the listings with one search. Whether a dream ride, a family hauler, or a work truck, let us help you find your next ride. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Uh, Once again, brought to you by AutoHunter.com. I've sold cars there. It's an auto auction online, and you get all the money. You get all the money. Uh, you know, you sell them at um, most of the auctions, and uh, and you can do a reserve or non-reserve or whatever. It's a tiny little fee up front. I don't know. It's like 
very tiny, like 129, 39, whatever it is. You check it out, autohunter.com. But when the sale happens, you get all the money. I love that. Uh, George Kennedy joining us. He is. Uh, he's got a correction here. Evidently, Alan Taylor was wrong. What'd you find out, George? Just reaffirming my correctness. <laughs> well, so what was the Ford layoff? What what are it's about to be? Yeah, it was it was three thousand employees, two thousand salary jobs, a thousand agency jobs spread across North America and India. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know what? Listen, when you're on the carnivore diet, your eyes cross just a little bit when you're getting a little backed up from eating too much steak. And that's my problem. We, we may have some of the, the tinfoil had uh, Twitter feeds you follow. <laughs> I don't know. I, somebody probably said, did you see Ford laid off 30,000 people? You know, and I saw... Yeah, I saw uh, Jim Farley, the president of Ford Motor Company, last weekend at Pebble Beach. And I went up there. I went up to him. He was, he's a judge because he's a real car guy. Anyway, and I don't want to make this too long because we got to hear about the Mercedes. I patted him on the back and I said, you know what? God bless you. You're doing a good job. Da, 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 da. And then I, somebody goes, yeah, did you hear it? Just laid off 3,000. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But you know what? What a hard job. Ugh, I would not want that. Would you want that job? Heck no. I wouldn't want that it's job. It's lonely at the top, man. It is. You're right. It's not easy. But anyway, things have got to change. Listen, I went over to get a burger. Cost me twelve bucks for two burger patties. No French fries, no buns, no nothing. Burger patties, twelve bucks for two burger patties. And I was like, "My God!" And my wife says, "Quit your complaining. It's the convenience you're paying for, and it's a clean plate, good food. Quit your complaining." I'm like, "All right, all right, all right. Listen, the price of everything is up. They're saying beef is going to be fifty bucks a pound because of all hey, the cattle." I went cattle to a uh, place you know. to get a fried fish sandwich, and uh, the lobster on the menu is thirty-three bucks. Oh! lobster that sounds good i think i can eat that anyway let's get back real quick give me about three minutes on what did you like or what did you didn't like about the e53 amg mercedes for 2022 yeah i mean do you think about the amg lineup there's the 4353 kind of in the middle deals 63 which are still some of the v8 models they're more hardcore this is kind of a nice refined performance car it came in sort of that silver that you often see mercedes in but it came in this incredible like burgundy dark, dark red top. So it was like mm. elegant, but it was also swift. You've got this uh, drive boat dial. It's sort of a spin wheel dial on the steering wheel, sort of F1 style. Yeah. And with the push of a button, you can kind of modify it from a very comfortable road trip car to a corner carver just with the flip of this little wheel. Mm. Now, let me ask you, technology, of course, is, is fantastic in all these cars. And as long as they got all their chips, because, you know, this chip shortage stuff. How much money was this car? So the E53 Cabriolet starts at $84,000 with all the options, including that, you know, very nice dark red top, you know, the black Napa leather, a bunch of other options, performance exhaust. You're looking at $97,000. Whoo! A C-note. And if you just want an E-Class Cabriolet without the, the hot power train or all the other stuff, 73 is your starting point for an E-Class Cabriolet. Man, you know what it's like, you know, you go to order a burger and they're like, uh, I don't know if you're old enough, but do you remember when Saturday Night Live said, you know, they had that burger skit? Yeah, yeah, right. And it, now it's like you're spending this much money and they're going, well, do you want them with chips? 
Because there's a chip shortage. Okay, that was a joke. Didn't go over. No, well. come on. <laughs> come on. We can do better than that. <laughs> anyway, that's pretty funny. But you know what? I feel bad for these automakers because here they are having problems getting um, employees because everybody's got problems getting employees. They can't get chips to make all this cool stuff work. So you got cars waiting for chips to come in so that all the functions will function. Some of the automakers I have heard are actually delivering their cars. And I even got a test car. They said, you know, the heated seats aren't going to work, but it's summer. So what do you worry about? Yeah, there's no chip for it. So my brother bought a brand new three row SUV full size from an American automaker that he said, he first of all, he had to wait six months for they said, hey, come back in three to six months for the backup sensors. Yeah. The parking oh, sensors, that's a which safety is important thing. because his girlfriend may or may not have driven through the garage door of the house with one of the other cars. No way. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a safety <laughs> so, thing, so you know? Wow. Backup sensors are very helpful. Yeah. Okay. So before, because you and me can get off the track here. We got so many people on the show today. But did you love this car? Did it just make you go, man, I hate to give this one back? Or were you like, all right, all right, what well, was a fun car to drive? I mean, you know, we're talking almost a hundred grand. What was your yeah, final I mean, there, thought? There are cars that we've driven, like the Nissan Z, that are just absolute performance cars, and right. you are just so dialed into it, right? Yeah. This is a car that is an elegant piece of equipment that feels great to ride in, like it just looks great, it drives well. You can have a little bit of sort of kick the heels into it when you want to. But for the most part, it's just this incredibly comfortable and stylish vehicle. Yeah. Well, thanks to uh, Mercedes-Benz for letting George drive it. Uh, it's a good thing he wasn't on the uh, carnivore diet because we tend to drool a lot. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's, un, it's uncontrollable. You start thinking about a steak and it's like running down the drool down the side of your cheek. You do it We're when you're driving. We're going to start going horn. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's all right. All right. Uh, a little hot for teacher here, Van Halen, to take us into the uh, commercial break. Thank you, George. Uh, is this going to be available anywhere? Are you going to write a story on it? What you doing? This is a drive exclusive, man. There you have it. There you have it. 97000 bucks if you want an E53 AMG Cabriolet for 2022. Thank you, George. Appreciate it. We will take a break. I will eat a burger, maybe a small steak, maybe some lobster, and we'll be right back. Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. Because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrimbo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Our show is brought to you in part by Subaru. Go where love takes you. Thanks to Subaru for sponsoring the show. Uh, joining us right now is my friend, Brian Moody, executive editor of autotrader.com. Uh, sounds like he's in his car somewhere. Where are you, Brian? I'm in Los Angeles, Dope. sitting in Subaru Outback. No way. That's funny. I am. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. All right. I have a question for you. So I had George Kennedy yeah. on just a minute ago, and he's, he's yeah. driving an, an E-Class E53 AMG Cabriolet, and it's a hybrid yeah. 
And my comment to him was that I believe the smartest thing moving forward, if I had a crystal ball, is that automakers do not put all of their eggs in one basket. Some of these automakers are like, we're going all electric. and uh, But they don't put all their eggs in one basket that they make multiple different drive and powertrains because if they go all electric and that's all there is, you're in L.A., so it's perfect. I said, what if Biden, I called him O-Biden, what if Biden decides to you know, pull his mighty pen out and pass something that says all internal combustion engines by 2025 must be off the roads. Well, classic cars would be out the window. There would be a range war. But I don't think that the grid anywhere, I mean, Los Angeles would be the worst, and that's where you are right now. The grid could not handle it. And I think Mercedes is smart by using this hybrid AMG six-cylinder twin turbo for this this car. Now it's a hundred thousand bucks, but see, right. I won't spend that kind of money on an electric car. I don't care how nice it is because I don't trust the grid. I don't trust. I don't trust the whole system. I don't trust the batteries. I just don't trust. I think they're cool. But also, I wouldn't expect to get in my golf cart and drive it from, you know, New York to L.A. either. It's just it's, it's it makes no sense to me. Electric cars at this point in history just make no sense quite yet unless it's a local thing only. I just don't trust it. So that said, what say you? Well, so the first thing is, even though you don't think electric cars would make sense at this point, you certainly wouldn't advocate for banning the sale of them, right? No, no, no. I think that, like I said, for right. local use, for, you know, gosh, if you want to roll the dice and drive across country, you know, you still right. don't really know where the infrastructure, where the fueling or, I should say, charging stations are. I saw them. One state, they were underwater halfway because of the floods. You know, I mean, my gosh, if that's the only one in that town that's for a Tesla or whatever, what are you going to do? At least there's gas stations on high ground. It may I not be the thing, that, the thing that bothers me. Yeah. The whole conversation bothers me because it seems to be an all or nothing type of conversation. I know. So I understand that certain things that we choose to do in the modern world, such as manufacture things, drive automobiles, fly planes, use ships, run air conditioning. I understand that those things may have an impact on the world around us. I don't think that that impact is necessarily as detrimental on the whole as people would imagine. But whatever, let's just agree that those things could be harmful. Right. The issue is that why don't we ever hear a conversation about what does it look like if 50% of all new car sales should be electric in California? And by the way, if the sale of those electric cars, if there isn't some sort of enforceable edict that the energy comes from an also clean source, Mm. It's a paper lion. You're not right. doing anything. You're just transferring the pollution from one place to the other. Exactly. And when you follow an electric car around with a very small box measuring its emissions, okay, I get it, not many. But what about if you expand that box to include the whole country or include the whole world? What about now? What about the emissions now? So I think that if you were to say 50% of new car sales by such and such, 50% of electric cars on the road today plus the amazing fuel economy we see with hybrids and plug-in hybrids. Right. What would that do? I don't know because we don't even have that conversation. It's just no, electric only. And by the way, who controls the rate of electricity? It's a municipality or a company. You ever heard of this? You're using more, so your rate goes up. Mm. 
Wow. Or your block is using more. Your portion of the grid is using more. Right. So how much does it cost to charge an electric car? However much we say. Mm, right, because Big Brother rules at that point because of all the data they're able to collect through the car itself, through your cell phone, through your uh, whatever it is in your house that's watching. Your and smart meter. <laughs> right, your smart meter. Right? I mean, right. we know water and other municipal resources, you're charged at a certain rate per use. If your use goes up, you're charged more. Mm, God. To me, that's the scariest crap on earth. By the way, you're sitting there, what, in Southern California, who is, you know, with the electric cars, they're like, please don't charge your cars after 5 p.m. because all the air conditioners are going on and the power use and brownouts. And, you know, what's going on in California? You got anything interesting there right now, by the way? All I know is that, so I have a friend who lives in a certain neighborhood. They installed Tesla superchargers two blocks away. Then they all got notices saying, please don't run your air conditioners between the hours of 3 and 5 p.m. because it's going to cause your rate to go up. The hottest part of the day, which, by the way, by the way, once you lose the hottest part of the day, now your air conditioner is playing catch-up the whole rest of the night. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. If you don't, So electric yeah. cars have a place. Yeah. I heard something about California wanting to actually outlaw gasoline-powered cars. Do you they know want to outright ban the sale of new gasoline-powered cars by 2035. Oh, my God. I thought that was a rumor. Oh, my God. So it hasn't happened yet. The problem is, like you said, where does this electricity come from? Right. And might not a better solution, like you said before, you said it perfectly in your introduction. Since when do we say about anything in life, hey, you know what I'm going to do? Let's go ahead and put all our eggs in one basket. Right. Well, and look, we've got these heat waves. Have you seen what's going on with with all the big reservoirs and lakes? I mean, the Hoover Dam. You know, they make electricity from hydroelectric. Well, they're not letting any water go through there. Huh. You know? Yep. Mm, man. I don't know. I Listen, I am one of those guys. I'm very vocal about my um, my hatred of, oh, no, not my hatred, <laughs> my dislike <laughs> of, <laughs> of ownership of an electric car or something that is shoved down my throat. This is America, and I believe the land of the free, and I want to have the freedom to choose and drive what I want to. So I just, it worries me. Let's take a break and we'll talk more about, uh, let's see. Oh, best dog car, or best car for dog owners, I guess what it might say. Best dog car. (laughs) Yeah. Brian Moody's from uh, autotrader.com. We'll be right back. Stay with us. never carries a lot of weight never forget never settle never surrender and now dodge is proud to announce never lift the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up with the 475 horsepower durango srt 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo dodge charger and challenger and the introduction of dodge power brokers your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts for more on the never lift mindset go to dodge.com dodge is a registered trademark of fca us llc Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. You know, um, Brian Moody joining us, and he said something during the commercial break, which I completely agree with. Make great cars 
of all different kinds and let the market decide. And I will say that the market keeps on deciding that uh, internal combustion is their first choice. Maybe second hybrid, third, and last would be electric. Sadly, there's just a small take rate in comparison to internal combustion. Now, I said we were going to talk about the best car or vehicle for dog owners. Again, if you, let's just say you're an automaker and you love dogs, you may build that into your vehicle. Volvo's done it very well and yeah, uh, Nissan well. and Subaru. And there's a lot of really great car companies that build your furry friend, your fur baby, build safety into their vehicles for us. That helps us make our decision. Oh, gosh, that works great. Anyway, what do you got there, Brian? Autotrader.com. Right. Yes. All right, so here's a few quick statistics, but I agree. Make a great thing, no matter how it's powered. Price it right, people will buy it. That's, That's right. the bottom exactly. line. Exactly. When it comes to dogs, here is a couple of little statistics. 43% of dog owners have two or more dogs. Wow. 90% of dog owners consider their dog to be their best friend. 68% of dog owners take their dog on a car trip at least once a week. And 25% of dog owners surveyed by Auto Trader have taken their dogs on road trips over 250 miles. Wow. Wait a minute. Let me get that right. 68% take their dogs in the cars often? What was that? Often, at least once a week. Of the 600 people that we surveyed, that yeah. was true. Wow. You know, and we just lost our little pup after 15 years. And my wife and that dog had a special relationship. And it's going to be hard to replace. And yeah. so when you have that kind of a relationship, whether it be with your children, with your with your fur babies, your best friends, you know, it might say you want a vehicle like my wife would not let her dog be on the front seat. I don't want that airbag going off and killing poor Charlie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, that's true. She's actually right. Right. And I have friends that would drive their car with their little, you know, uh, Pomeranians on their arm. And, they're, you know, if that airbag goes off, there's big trouble right there. So people that care at a higher level will make their decision on what to buy based on how friendly it is yeah. to their animals. So this yeah. is what I'm saying. The criteria for all of us to buy anything is very personal. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. And so here's a few. We made a list of the best cars. Here's a few criteria we picked. The car should have durable seats. Obvious reasons. Yep. The car should have a low cargo floor. It makes it easier for dogs to get in and out. There should be accessories, probably from the manufacturer preferably, and lots of tie-downs in the back to accommodate crates and carting and all that kind of stuff. Right, so right. here are our 10 best cars for dog lovers from Auto Trader, starting with number 10. These are in alphabetical order, by the way, not yep. ranked. Okay. Number 10, the Volvo XC60. They have an amazing solution for dogs in the back, the crates built in. Number nine, the Toyota Sienna. It's a hybrid, and the floor is low, plus they have second-row covers. The Tesla Model 3, not necessarily because it's electric, but it does have this feature where you can leave the car on with it locked, the AC running, and a big graphic on the screen that says, my owner knows I'm in here, and the temperature is set to 68 oh, degrees. that's cool. That's yeah. Yep. Subaru Outback, I mean, Subaru has such a commitment to dogs and dog lovers the number of accessories, the number of places where they give. Each dealer is associated with some kind of a shelter. That's awesome. Yep. Number six, the Ram ProMaster City Wagon, low cargo floor, low price. Number five, the Kia Soul, fun and low cargo floor. For the Jeep Wrangler, even though it does set a little bit higher, 
we figure people who like dogs want to get to remote places, and they have excellent Mopar accessories to handle your dog. Cool. Number three, the Hyundai Santa Fe. Specifically, they have a low cargo floor, and they have accessories to go along with it. Number two, the Ford Bronco Sport. Also, lots of accessories and rugged, but without being super big or super tall. Mm -hmm. And the number one car for dog owners is the 2022 Chrysler Pacifica. Ah. Still in good seating. You can get a built-in vacuum for when the dog, you know, makes a mess or whatever. There's a plug-in hybrid. The floor is low, making it easy to get in and out. Those are the cars we think are best for people who drive with their dogs often. Love it. Is this available at autotrader.com somewhere? This yep. list, excellent. Exactly All right. right. Best vehicle for dog owners, dog lovers. Full list at autotrader.com. Thank you, Brian. Good job. Yep, thank you. All right, I'm playing the song we've been thinking about you because we do think about you. And that's why I have Brian on and George Kennedy and the rest. Because we want you guys to have the right information. Right, Brian? Yes. Exactly. All right, that's it for me. I'm out. It's the weekend. Time to go play with my car. See you next week, everybody. I guess I'm all confused about you. Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability. Plus, a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com wilderness.